Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When Doctor Who exploded back in the 60s thanks to Dalek Mania, forget the sky, the far edge of the universe was the limit for the show. Merchandising was off the charts, the next few Dalek stories were definitely in the works, and there was an idea to take Doctor Who to a place it has not been to since, at least not in this way. Back in 1965, Amicus Productions bought the rights to three Dalek stories from the BBC and Terry Nation for a whopping £500. These were the original Dalek serial The Daleks, the bleak yet brilliant The Dalek Invasion of Earth, and the electrifying The Chase. However, these films did not star William Hartnell as The Doctor. Instead, they starred the late great Peter Cushing as Doctor Who, along with a completely new supporting cast. These films haven't been looked upon with universal love since they're probably not canon, but I look back at them rather fondly, and I'm gonna tell you why you should watch them. First things first, The Doctor. Well, Doctor Who. Played by Peter Cushing, this character isn't the same old Time Lord we know and love. This is just an eccentric human scientist who built TARDIS, not THE TARDIS, and goes by Doctor Who. Allow me to introduce myself. I am Doctor Who. Yeah, it is as weird and as cringeworthy as you might think, but you can actually look past it very easily. In the original film, Doctor Who and the Daleks, Cushing's Doctor is a much warmer, much more vibrant, dare I say it, more likeable character than his desaturated counterpart. Whilst he still has the same motivation as Doctor Number One to lie about the fluid link to get an excuse to explore the city in the first film, it's far less selfish, especially since his granddaughter Susan, who we'll get to, is just as intrigued as he is. Furthermore, he is far more apologetic when he realises that he and his companions are in mortal peril. He is far more caring, he's far more responsible, and he's much more of a gentleman. He works better with the Thals, and he just wants everyone to be safe. Except the Daleks, of course. One of you four must go outside the city. Which will it be? Speaking of which, without these profit magnets, none of this would have happened. I love the movie Daleks. Whilst the Paradigm Daleks back in 2010 were rightfully criticised for their sort of over-flamboyant, kind of stupid look, these more brightly coloured Daleks were a lot more justified in their use, because this was 1965, and the first time Doctor Who was seen in colour prior to it, you know, actually being in colour in 1970. 
Their larger dome lights might have looked off initially, but they paved the way for the Time War redesigns lights we saw in 2005. Though I will stand by, I don't like them blinking when they're moving around and not talking. That was just kind of strange and it still irks me to this day. While the budget didn't allow for numerous ray gun special effects, the use of fire extinguishers was a cheap and effective way to make the weaponry work. But that budget did allow for less cardboard cutouts and more real Dalek props. In fact, the BBC had to resort to some of these props for the actual show because they were short. Whoops. Carol Ann Ford Susan is an iconic character within the Hooniverse, but the writing back then didn't always do her justice. Her younger counterpart in these films, Roberta Tovey's Susan, is a far more fleshed out, wiser, and once again, dare I say it, a more enjoyable character to spend time with in these Doctor Who movies. As said, Susan here is just as interested in the Dalek City as her grandfather, and the writers of this adaptation really give the character the respect she deserves. She rises to the occasion with zero hesitation, she is not frightened at all of these big Daleks in front of her, and honestly she is just a joy to watch. It's great that her character, along with Cushing's Doctor, carried over to the sequel. It worked. Well done, everybody. Whilst the Daleks and the Dalek Invasion of Earth were adapted into Doctor Who and the Daleks and Daleks Invasion Earth 2150 AD, respectively, the chase unfortunately never made it to the big screen, thanks to the second film being a bit more of a flop. Which is weird, which I'll get to. And whilst these iconic stories in their original form are brilliant in their own right, and these films are not at all there to replace them in a watch-through, the shorter overall runtime of the films definitely trims the fat from these serials. If you know the originals well, it might seem like these movies are rushing through everything at a tiring pace, but they're still covering all the beats for a newcomer to understand what's going on. Even when having to introduce a bunch of new characters along with everything else, the pacing in these films is genuinely brilliant and everything makes sense even if you're not a Doctor Who fan, and that is a big win for these films. Though they're not one-to-one -one movie adaptations, Ian and Barbara are present in the first film, not as school teachers, but as a couple. Roy Castle's Ian is far more comedic than William Russell's original, and Jenny Linden's Barbara is caring and brave, much like Susan, but not given anywhere near as much attention. Neither of these two characters appeared in the sequel, Daleks Invasion Earth 2150 AD, but this, for me, is where things get really, really good for these spin-offs. The original The Dalek Invasion of Earth is really something. The scene in which the Daleks trundle over Westminster Bridge is arguably one of the most iconic shots in sci-fi history. It's a bleak look at what is at first a Dalek victory, but everything about it is still eerily beautiful. With its bigger budgets and higher production value, Invasion Earth 2150 AD takes it to whole new levels, giving us a more elaborate look at a dead London and explores more characters, more locations, and most importantly, more Daleks. The legendary Bernard Cribbins joins Team TARDIS as Tom, a brave and brilliant police officer who is magnificent opposite Peter Cushing. Jill Curzon joins the cast as Doctor Who's niece Louise, and Roberta Tovey reprises her role as Susan. Similar to the first film, the fat has been trimmed from the original serial, and since we have more locales and action sequences to play with, the pacing throughout is excellent and the whole experience is thrilling from start to finish. Standout sequences involve the Resistance breaking both Doctor Who and Tom out from the Dalek ship, ensuing in an explosive battle between man and metal, Wyler mowing down Daleks in his little red van, and basically the entire act set within the mine in Bedfordshire. One other huge standout feature of this sequel 
is the music. It's, it's here, look, I have got it. This is mainly showing the first film, but it's got the second film soundtrack too. I realize I'm just sort of showing off the movie memorabilia that I own, but you guys have asked me about what Doctor Who crap I own on Instagram, so I'm just gonna bring it to the YouTube channel, why not? Now, while the first film's music isn't at all bad, it is in 2150 AD where they really step things up a bit. The whole score is a bit more grand, it's a little less repetitive, and also one of my favorite things about it is it actually seems to pay homage back to the original 1964 serial. Need to get my dates right, this was 66, the original was 64 uh, by having almost lone percussion if you know the Dalek invasion of earth there is just this recurring thing of just drums playing as uh, Barbara runs across London being chased by Daleks they really do pay homage to that in invasion earth 2150 AD and I love it this sequel is a love letter to one of, if not the most iconic Dalek stories of all time. And if you could only watch one of these two films, I would absolutely recommend this one. While, as said, the first Doctor purists might scowl at the fact that this isn't William Hartnell and not every single tiny detail has been carried over from the original serials to these films, these non-canon adaptations really aren't as much of a departure as you might expect. It's incredibly obvious that these screenplays have a lot of respect for the original source material, but still take things in their own successful direction. Cushing's Doctor is nothing but lovable, the supporting characters are well written and portrayed, props again for making Susan an incredibly strong young character, and not making Barbara and Louise simple attractive damsels in distress. The production value is incredible, and the films really do hold up well to this day. Also, it's great to see these stories just double down on the Daleks. I mean, they are literally the selling point of these films, not because they're adaptations of a popular TV show, not because it's got the Doctor in some form, or the TARDIS, or just TARDIS. It is the Daleks that are the big selling points, and they portray them incredibly well. Whilst they are intrinsically linked to the BBC series, these films stand up so well on their own. You don't need to be a Doctor Who fan to enjoy these films, and that's probably the best thing about them. But if you are a Doctor Who fan and still haven't been able to stomach watching these yet, leave that Fez and Sonic Screwdriver behind. Just sit back and watch these wonderful British flicks from the 60s. You've got the storylines that are familiar, you've got that lovely sort of campy vibe from sci-fi films of that era, which I personally absolutely love, and you've got Daleks. What's not to love? Don't overanalyze them in comparison to their original works. Don't try and shoehorn them into actual Who canon like some are doing. Consume them as they were supposed to be consumed. As these big budget, big bombastic, big stupid, big camp adaptations of classic Doctor Who TV featuring our favorite Deadly Dustbins. Just sit back and enjoy them. And that is why you should watch Peter Cushing's Doctor Who movies. If you can't stomach both of them, at least watch Daleks Invasion Earth 2150 AD. I think it's better than the first one. It underperformed at the box office, hence why the chase was never made, which is a shame, but you really do owe it to yourself, even as a Doctor Who fan, as a sci-fi fan, as someone who just likes classic British movies or just classic movies. Go and watch one of these two or both films. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.